Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Gentlemen, thank you for standing by and welcome to the Pizza Pizza Royalty Corporation earnings call for the third quarter of 2020. During the presentation, all participants will be in a listen only mode. After the speaker's remarks, we will conduct a question and answer session. At that time, if you have a question, you will need to press star and the number one on your touchtone phone. As a reminder, this conference is being recorded on Wednesday, November 11, 2020. I will now turn the call over to Christine De Silva, Vice President of Finance and Investor Relations. Please go ahead. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Pizza Pizza Royalty Corp's earnings call for the third quarter ended September 30, 2020. Our discussion today will contain forward-looking statements that may involve risks relating to future events. Actual events may differ materially from the projections discussed today. All forward-looking statements should be considered in conjunction with the cautionary language in our earnings press release and the risk factors included in our annual information form. Please refer to our earnings press release and the MDNA in the Investor Relations section of our website for a reconciliation and other disclosures related to non-IFRS financial measures mentioned on this call. Joining me on the call today are Pizza Pizza Limited's Chief Executive Officer, Paul Goddard, and Chief Financial Officer, Kurt Feltner. Before we begin our discussion of the third quarter results, we wanted to highlight the structure for those new to our call. Pizza Pizza Royalty Corp indirectly owns the Pizza Pizza and Pizza 73 brands and trademarks through its subsidiary, Pizza Pizza Royalty Limited Partnership. This partnership has two partners, Pizza Pizza Royalty Corp, which owns 76.5%, and the other partner, Pizza Pizza Limited, a private operating company, which owns the remaining 23.5%. The Royalty Corp is a top-line restaurant royalty corp that earns a monthly royalty through a lease agreement with Pizza Pizza Limited for the use of the Pizza Pizza and Pizza 73 trademarks in its restaurant operations. The partnership's monthly royalty is calculated as a percentage of royalty pool system sales reported by the restaurants in the royalty pool. Increases in royalty income are derived from both increases in same-store sales growth and the opening of new restaurants. The success of the Royalty Corp depends primarily on the ability of Pizza Pizza Limited to maintain and increase restaurant system sales and to meet its royalty obligations. Before I turn the call over to Paul Goddard to provide the business update, we wanted to share a note on the company's reporting. As you are probably aware, when the pandemic first triggered shutdowns in March, creating extraordinary conditions for the country and our business, Pizza Pizza began to provide monthly updates on comparable sales in addition to our normal quarterly reporting. Though there remains uncertainty and volatility around the impact of the pandemic going forward, on a relative basis, the sudden increase in uncertainty and volatility that initially led us to institute monthly sales reporting has passed. For that reason, we will return to our normal quarterly reporting going forward, which is in line with our industry peers. Now, I would like to turn the call over to Paul Goddard. Thanks, Christine. Uh, good afternoon, evening, and thanks everyone for joining our call today. Our Pizza Pizza and Pizza 73 traditional restaurants are fortunate to operate in the pizza segment of quick service uh, industry especially considering the widespread devastation that has occurred in the entire food service and hospitality industry since the pandemic 
began affecting Canada and back in mid-March. As winter months arrive, there's real concern about the survival of dining restaurants across Canada, and I think you're probably seeing that in the media as well. Um, it is honestly a very uh, real cause for concern. For Pizza Pizza, colder weather signals the arrival of increased delivery business, as Q4 has historically been our strongest quarter uh, in sales. Um, from a high level, the company's royalty pool sales mix includes sales generated by our traditional restaurants from three main ordering types, which are number one, pizza deliveries, number two, from customers who order ahead for pickup, and three, for, uh, from pure walk-in sales. And in addition to these main ordering types, we also have non-traditional locations, as well as sales at various special events, both indoor and outdoor. So three main sales channels, the deliveries, the pickup, and the walk-in. So if we look at these more closely, break them down, our traditional restaurants, accounting for 90% of royalty pool sales, have remained open for delivery and takeout since the pandemic began. At times, certain uh, health authorities have allowed limited customer dine-in only to, um, uh, to then only to only to restore restrictions, especially as we've seen cases increasing across Canada. And um, certainly, even the last few days, you can see the, the uh, case surging and the government's uh, public health reactions. The other 10% of sales is generated by our non-traditional locations and special events, special community events, the majority of which have remained closed due to these government mandates during the pandemic. Our non-traditional business, including sporting arenas, colleges, universities, and major outdoor entertainment venues, are largely responsible for the reported decrease in our third quarter sales. All being allowed to remain open, Pizza Pizza and Pizza 73 system sales have still been impacted in material ways as restaurant operators took significant and necessary measures in their restaurants to protect the health of their employees and customers. Our teams were very proactive and agile in complying with all social distancing recommendations and requirements of the applicable health authorities, including the closure of restaurant seating areas, uh, which uh, the dining restrictions uh, we saw being temporarily relaxed for a portion of the quarter. Uh, but also put on in places like Ontario back uh, um, you know, in October. So what this has meant for, uh, for our stores is that walk-in sales, especially for those in our urban locations, which typically represent 40% uh, uh, of our total sales, these walk-in sales, uh, has decreased significantly. And as I alluded to earlier, fortunately, delivery and pickup sales, that, that key 60% portion of our sales, continue to offset a large portion of those lost walk-in sales. So turning to Q3 results, same store sales growth, the key driver of yield growth for shareholders of the company, decreased 9.5% in Q3, which was a significant improvement from the 16.3 decrease in Q2. And when the loss of the vast majority, you know, frankly, nearly all of our non-traditional sales, same store sales growth is expected to continue facing headwinds in the near future as the pandemic and its harsh effects continue to impact us all. Since the pandemic began, Pizza Pizza Realty Corp and Pizza Pizza Limited the private operating company adapted and innovated even faster than we normally do to boost both companies' financial strength. Stronger order volumes, particularly in delivery, pickup, and digital ordering, have enabled the company to increase the shareholder dividend by 10% as the company generated $1.3 million in surplus cash during the third quarter. And so overall, we feel our restaurants have performed quite well compared to the wider restaurant industry, both in Canada and the U.S., and we've really shored up our financial strength at the corporate and franchisee level and reduced costs uh, wherever possible, controllables, while driving sales and channels we are still allowed to have open, such as delivery and pickup. And you'll recall that uh, back in April of 2020, we chose to temporarily decrease the dividend by 30%. So we are making good progress here for this 10% uh, dividend uh, increase. Realty pool sales from the 749 restaurants in the realty pool decreased 9.4% to $125 million from 138.5 million in the same quarter last year when there were 772 restaurants in the royalty pool with the majority of the decrease uh, due to the closure of most of our non-traditional locations, as I said. During the third quarter at both brands, we continued executing our long-term strategy of promoting our value-based menu offerings supported by product innovation, food quality, on-trend product introductions and operational excellence at our restaurants. And we've kept the majority of our marketing efforts focused on delivery as part of our ongoing promise to provide our customers with that delivery done better. And lots of examples of that. Um, we talked about, I think, last time some of them, but the tamper-proof box, best-in-class contactless delivery from Unifor drivers you can trust, 
our time guarantee, of course, um, our, our laser fast award-winning apps, et cetera, et cetera. So we're pleased with our significantly improved results at both brands, especially with Pizza 73 operating in a very challenged economic environment in the prairies, uh, in Alberta, obviously, particularly. But the prolonged negative effects on employment and the overall economy are certainly of concern to us. Our strong and growing delivery focus at both brands, together with our successful relaunch of our digital ordering apps, have been major sales driving advantages during the pandemic. Customers are finding our digital channels faster. Um, our apps, our websites, uh, even our AI-enhanced call center uh, queue, um, other channels, more convenient than ever before. I'll turn uh, now briefly to restaurant operations. As I mentioned, Pizza Pizza and Pizza 73 delivery and pickup business has, have grown significantly, and we continue to take nimble and targeted actions via our marketing, our operations, and technology teams to further drive our delivery business. And I would like to say too, it's um, probably hard to understand just listening to the call, but um, one of the things that has been really helpful is the fact that we're just operating very holistically, I would say more than we ever have actually, despite the fact that our uh, workforce is predominantly remote. Um, and it's, it's been nice to see that, that uh, agility, which I think is also a key advantage. Um, and we have implemented rigorous additional health and safety measures, of course, including face shields and masks and heightened sanitation on all work and touch surfaces. And we're also one of the first in Canada to provide our customers safe, 100% contactless transactions, not only for delivery, but also for in-store pickup as well, uh, which has been encouraging to see that the pickup channel grow as well. So it is important to note that as of you know, part of contactless delivery, as some of you may be aware if you've ordered, customers are now able to also easily pre-tip their driver, uh, much, uh, much as third-party aggregators have provided on their um, functional apps. And that's proven to be extremely popular with most of our customers, uh, pre-tipping. Uh, meaning really there's no need for a physical contact at all. Uh, the driver can leave the order on the doorstep if you like or whatever instructions you give them. And this, of course, speeds up the entire delivery, makes it safer uh, for both the customer and the drivers. And so it's really, truly a win-win. And customers can opt out of contactless delivery too, but if they want to check the box, it, it defaults to contactless right now. And so we could easily switch that off if you ever wanted to, but it's a nice feature and people really love it. At both brands, our marketing strategies are structured to support restaurant profitability while also increasing customer orders and order frequency by placing orders for delivery or pickup through our wide array of digital ordering platforms or by visiting one of our many locations across the country. So really more than ever before, uh, Pizza Pizza is focused squarely on future growth and innovation. Uh, innovation's always been a big part of our story, but I think you'll see going forward, it's, it's going to be an even bigger part, which is, is pretty exciting. And I think it's essential. And consumers are moving to online purchasing, of course, in large numbers. Of course, that's accelerated in 2020 in large part due to the pandemic. And um, we're in a good position because of that. Uh, you know, we've got the infrastructure, all of the, uh, the investments we've made. Um, you know, we're very fortunate to, to benefit from, from that despite the pandemic uh, and its awful effects. So, so we feel that, uh, you know, people aren't going to move back offline after the pandemic recedes. This is sort of a transformation in society. And that's just all good for us. And of course, for many, many years, uh, Pizza Pizza Limited has invested heavily in technology platforms from our business intelligence dashboard software to our now state-of-the-art accounting and distribution ERP software. That's gone very well, enable us to make things more efficient, sharing of data, a lot more automation, a lot less manual labor. And so there's lots of internal efficiencies as well at the operating company. And really, we're building the best platforms uh, for our, to run our business and also for our customers. And we're, we're building not only the platforms, but also the company for the future. Um, and that includes the organizational structure as well and how we, how we reconfigure ourselves to just to be ready for the future. And we're going to continue to reinvest in our business every quarter as well. The largest single investment, of course, has been in our digital ordering platforms. No other pizza player in Canada has more digital channels for hungry customers to choose from. You know, we've got the whole laundry list of web, mobile web, iPhone app, Android app, et cetera. And, um, you know, we'll continue to invest in, uh, in those areas. Um, we've got uh, an Apple Watch app, an AI-enhanced uh, automated phone ordering queue, or IVR, and all these things add up. Uh, they really do and give us an advantage over others. The customer delivery and pickup orders transacted through this various uh, array of platforms and account for over 60% of all orders. And we see this percentage going up, and we're certainly ambitious about increasing it more and more, and I think more rapidly over time as well than the already rapid rate we've had converted people to more digital. And that really helps our customers who want it, uh, and our, it helps the company, obviously, and it helps our franchisees and our uh, JV partners out at Pizza 73. Innovation also, key to our growth at Pizza Pizza, not only in technology, but in menu offerings and really every facet of our business. It's not just tech innovation, it's, it's 
all aspects of our business. We, we could look to, to see where can we innovate the best and get the biggest bang for our buck. So in Q3, we continued baseline menu promotional activity. We did a complete overhaul of our menu and looked at things that were working and things that maybe weren't working, but we had perhaps uh, left on there for a while. And um, we really optimized it. And so one example of something that really worked nicely was our very popular 7.99 unlimited medium uh, two-topping pizza, uh, pizza pizza. And out in Alberta and in the prairies, we had uh, the $9.73 special at Pizza 73. Also worked well. We also promoted our alternative crusts, particularly the new, uh, or the fairly new cauliflower crust, uh, paired with a side of our new cauliflower bites, which are a lightly battered and fried cauliflower florette, served with your choice of dip. So that's been uh, nice to see. And additionally, we leveraged our Toronto Raptors and hockey team partnerships during the return of sports to TV, which I think people liked in the summer. And of course, although we didn't see the Raptors and any Canadian NHL teams last as long as we would have all liked in the playoffs, we certainly did see that people continue to love ordering and eating pizza at home on game nights. And our diverse, high-quality menu, our newly relaunched web and apps, plus our improved customer service and market share have positioned the company well to weather this pandemic and, you know, heaven forbid, any similar future pandemics or a continuation of this pandemic. So I think we're just assuming conservatively that if things continue to be really tough out there for not only uh, uh, Canada but the world, that we need to control what we can and be well positioned. And I think, think we are, despite these headwinds that we see in general. And touching on franchisee financial health, I know that's of interest to, to folks out there, uh, Pizza Pizza Limited has also worked really closely with our restaurant owners uh, through these unprecedented market conditions to come up with financial solutions where required, such as obtaining sufficient financial support from governments for restaurant operators, whether it's a SIBA loan, uh, SUS, or SECRA. Um, and obviously the wage subsidy um, you know, was extended, which was helpful. The governments tried to uh, do uh, something that's a little more... Um, uh, fitting, I guess, uh, on the rent relief side, although even that they frankly didn't get right. And I think now they're, they're rapidly shifting to try and accommodate um, to getting more rent relief to direct to tenants uh, without them hopefully having to pay uh, back rent first, which was kind of ridiculous that they even thought that could happen. But uh, anyway, I think that we will see some more rent relief um, where possible. Um, our real estate team, by the way, has done a tremendous job negotiating with some tough landlords and some more sympathetic landlords as well. But regardless, we pride ourselves on being a great tenant and a reliable and reputable one. Uh, and in fact, all of our teams have worked very hard to maximize any and all opportunities to bolster our network financially from all angles. And, and I'm very proud, as I said earlier, of the collaboration and uh, commitment everyone has shown, and particularly with almost everyone working remotely as well, other than critical people that have to be in the office, like our distribution people and our, our dough plant and things like that. That's really a manufacturing distribution operation. But we've really embraced a mindset of what we call team, teammate self, where everyone has everyone else's back. And it's a really an amazing culture of trust and collaboration we've developed uh, up and down and across the entire Pizza Pizza and Pizza 73 network. And especially during tough times, that's actually a real achievement in my view. And it speaks to our culture uh, because you can get, of course, a lot of emotion and a lot of real stress, obviously, in the system. And yet it, it does actually ironically pull people together. So I, we feel good about that. And, you know, these various actions and continuous iterative improvements have been tremendously helpful and essential, and in my view, have put us on extremely solid footing as an operating company now and for the future. Uh, now, turning to restaurant development for a moment, uh, during the quarter, we opened two traditional restaurants and one non-traditional Pizza Pizza location. Five traditional and three non-traditional Pizza Pizza restaurants were permanently closed. So for the first nine months, we've opened five traditional restaurants and two non-traditional Pizza Pizza locations. 14 traditional and 15 non-traditional Pizza Pizza restaurants were closed. Additionally, one traditional Pizza 73 restaurant opened and one closed. And during the third quarter, substantially all traditional Pizza Pizza and Pizza 73 restaurants remained open across Canada. However, the majority of non-traditional Pizza Pizza and Pizza 73 restaurants have remained closed, as I said, with the exception of a few you know, typically smaller locations in hospitals and gas stations and the like. And, uh, and we do have, you know, for instance, some in interesting new uh, takes on the non-traditional uh, or quasi-traditional, which is uh, some Walmart locations. I believe we have two in Ontario, and there's a couple in Alberta as well. So those are locations that are sort of more of a non-traditional experience if you go to a Walmart, but um, they actually have the capability of delivery, which is really nice in some of these smaller towns. So uh, we think that's kind of an interesting model uh, that, that we uh, made you more of. We'll see how that goes. So I would also like to mention just quickly that we – also continued on with our renovation and site refresh program. Um, 
and this list, this last quarter, we saw you know a number of sites renovated as well. We try to keep the pace up there, but uh, you know we feel it's very important to demonstrate to the market that we always will reinvent ourselves and keep refreshing our brand. And I think the franchisees like it, um, and so do our customers. They see us uh, refreshing the entire environment. But at the same time, we are being very careful right now not to burden our operators, our franchisees, with too much expenditure with renovations as well, or any other non-essential spending that they don't have to do right now. So we're I think we're striking the balance there. We're doing things, frankly more affordably than we were before, um, mini rentals in some cases, um, as it makes sense, just to make sure we are doing something. Um, but we are we're very careful of that. And as we weather this pandemic storm, we're making sure we're helping versus hurting unit cash flow for our operators wherever we can. And we do have a strong pipeline of stores to ramp up for later uh, in 2020 here, the remainder of the year and into 2021 especially. And you know, barring any massive resurgence or adverse long-term effects of the pandemic, we currently do expect 2021 to be much stronger than 2020 in terms of network growth and our pace of renovations as well. I, I hope that will pick up as well. We've been okay, but I'd like to see that faster. So I think we're poised to do that. And uh, certainly that's given the unique challenges that 2020 has thrown at all of us, uh, you know, delaying us in, uh, in some respects with construction and, and renos. Uh, but in closing, I, I just want to personally thank all of our employees and our restaurant owners across the country and their team members, our incredible delivery drivers who have just been absolutely, uh, you know, just phenomenal, their, uh, their dedication, and especially all healthcare workers and other frontline workers, including emergency responders who are putting others first daily and continue to do so, um, especially through this worrying surge we're seeing. Uh, they've all shown tremendous courage and leadership, and I think it's a real inspiration to everybody. So during the pandemic, our team has been performing extremely well under extremely unprecedented circumstances, and it's truly inspiring to see that, that happen, the, the people helping each other, donating food to the front lines, uh, as well as charities, hospitals, uh, especially Sick Kids Hospitals, which is always a, a big uh, component for us, for our, our main charity, Slices for Smiles, right across the country, and just keeping the faith and you know staying on offense, controlling what we can control. So that's uh, really it for me. I'd say thanks again for joining the call this evening, and I'll now ask Kurt Feltner, our CFO, to provide uh, a brief financial update. Great. Thank you, Paul. Uh, that was a really great update. Um, our financial statements for the quarter continued uh, to be impacted by the pandemic, of course. Our same-store sales decreased 9.5% for the quarter and decreased 10.8% for the first nine months. And as Paul mentioned, the partial loss of walk-in sales and non-traditional sales are largely responsible uh, for uh, the reduction in our system sales. However, the increase in our delivery and pickup sales at both brands are working to uh, partially offset this reduction, although same-store sales growth is expected to continue facing uh, near-term headwinds. The company's royalty income uh, is earned as a percentage of royalty pool system sales, which for the quarter decreased 9.4% to $125.4 from uh, $138.5 million in the same quarter last year. By brand, sales from uh, 645 pizza pizza restaurants in the royalty pool decreased 10.2%, uh, and sales from the 104 pizza 73 restaurants decreased 5.6% for the quarter compared to the same quarter last year. So sales uh, for the nine months decreased 10.3% to 364.6 million, uh, de uh, decreased to 364.6 million from 406.6 million in the prior year comparative period. So total royalty pool sales for the quarter and year-to-date decreased over the comparative periods, largely as a result of the negative impact of the pandemic and the change in the number of restaurants in the royalty pool on January 1st, 2020. So a note on the uh, restaurant closures and the effect on, on royalty, pool, uh, royalty pool sales and royalty income. Uh, Pizza Pizza Limited, as Paul mentioned, has permanently closed 15 traditional and 15 non-traditional restaurants during the first nine months in 2020. So how does this affect uh, shareholders? Uh, so the partnership and uh, its uh, pizza pizza license and royalty agreements provide that if a restaurant is closed during a reporting period, Pizza Pizza Limited will continue paying royalties to the partnership for the closed restaurant and for the balance of the reporting year as if the restaurant did not close. At the next January 1st adjustment date, a make whole payment carryover calculation 
is performed to determine if the make whole payment will continue into the next reporting period. So therefore shareholders are made whole for the effect of any closed restaurant. So uh, turning to a company statement of operations, the partnership's royalty income earned as a percentage of royalty pool sales decreased 9.2% to 8.1 million for the quarter and decreased 10% to 23.8 million for the first uh, nine months. Turning to partnership expenses, administrative expenses for the quarter uh, increased to 157,000 compared to 108,000 in Q3 2019. This increase is a matter of timing in that uh, the uh, administrative expenses reflect that the annual shareholder meeting uh, was normally held in Q2 last year, uh, was held in Q3, so the uh, admin expenses were slightly higher in Q3. In addition to admin expenses, the partnership pays interest expense on its 47 million credit facility. Interest paid for the first nine months of the year decreased to 904,000 from 942,000 compared to the same period in 2019 due to the company renewing its credit facility. So the partnership's new interest rate swap agree agreements came into effect on in April of 2020. The new uh, interest rate swap agreements fixed the interest rate at the banker's acceptance rate of 1.81% plus a credit spread, currently at 0.875% uh, for a combined rate of 2.685%, which is slightly lower than the previous rate of 2.75%. So now, so the credit facility bears interest rate at the, at, as I said, at the Canada's banker's acceptance rate plus a credit spread between 0.875% to 1.375%. And so it depends on the level of debt to earnings before interest taxes, depreciation, and amortization, or EBITDA. So the credit facility uh, includes affirmative and negative covenants customary for arrangements of this nature. And as of September 30, 2020, all of our covenants have been met and the company expects to meet all covenants in 2020. The partnership is required to maintain a funded debt to EBITDA ratio, not to exceed 2.5 to one on a four quarter rolling average basis. And so the debt to EBITDA ratio for the last four quarter rolling average is 1.44. So which is below the 1.5 to one. So, and this is the threshold to retain our current credit spread. So if you wanna see our full credit spread schedule, you can reference our company's MDNA. And just a note on the interest expense on our statement of earnings, it differs slightly from our interest actually paid and that's due to hedge accounting. And you can also see in our MDNA, the reconciliation from the uh, statement of earnings to actual interest. So after the partnership receives royalty income and pays admin and interest expense, the resulting net cash is available for distribution to its two partners based upon their ownership percentage. So Pizza Pizza Limited's ownership is held through its class B and class D exchangeable shares. So th that ownership increased by 0.5% to 23.5% after the January 1st, 2020 adjustment to the royalty pool and the true up of the January 1st, 2019 royalty pool adjustment. So therefore, uh, Pizza Pizza Limited is the largest shareholder of the company on a fully diluted basis. So turning to <clears throat> shareholder dividends and working capital. So the company declared shareholder dividends of 3.7 million for the quarter or 15 cents per share compared to 5.3 million or 21.39 cents per share for the prior year comparable quarter. So the decrease is to, due to the previously announced April dividend decrease. So the payout ratio for our current quarter was 74% and in the prior year comparable quarter, it was 103%. Uh, for the first nine months, the company declared shareholder dividends of 51.39 cents per share compared to 64.17 cents 
per share for the same period last year. The payout ratio for the first nine months is 92% uh, compared to 106% in the prior year comparable period. So when, uh, when the pandemic first impacted system sales in March, the company reduced its monthly dividends from 7.13 cents per share to 5 cents per share, beginning with the April 2020 dividend. And since April, system sales have partially recovered, resulting in the 74% payout ratio for the quarter. The company's working capital reserve increased 1.3 million in, in Q3 to 4.6 million. And for the nine months, the reserve has increased 1.1 million. And as uh, Paul mentioned, as we mentioned also in the press release today, as a result of the 1.3 million excess cash generated and the 74% payout ratio, earlier today, our board of directors announced a 10% increase in the monthly dividend. And the monthly dividend uh, would now be 5.5 cents per share from 5 cents beginning in November. Annualized, the dividend will increase six cents per share from 60 cents to 66 cents on an annualized basis. So, dividends are uh, funded entirely by cash flow from operations and the working capital reserve. No debt was incurred during the year to fund dividends, and it's expected that future dividends will continue to be funded entirely this way. So, the company will continue to monitor sales and royalty income and will consider further changes to the monthly dividend taking into account uh, the duration and the impact of the pandemic on restaurant operations and the timing and the pace of any economic recovery in the markets that Pizza Pizza and Pizza 73 restaurants service. So that concludes the financial overview. I'll now turn the call back to uh, Cheryl, our operator, for questions. To ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. The first question is from Derek Lazard of TD Securities. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Yeah, thanks and good evening, everybody, and thanks for the, the very thorough update you guys provided and, and hope you guys are all safe and, and healthy. Um, maybe the, thanks, sir. The first question on, um, I mean, last we spoke, the same store sales trends were we're definitely showing imp uh, improvement monthly, and I know you're not providing that, and that's in line with the industry, but maybe could you just talk about the dynamic you saw through the quarter, um, specifically for Pizza Pizza, which it seems like it did struggle a little bit later in, in, in the quarter. Uh, yeah, I can shed a bit of light on that, and perhaps Kurt could, could chip in if he has uh, other thoughts, but, you know, I think... Um, you know, first of all, we're encouraged overall um, that we've got the machine working well, but we've lost those big chunks of our non-traditional uh, in our walk-in. I mean, with the rules changing as as they need to um, in, in different jurisdictions, that's definitely impacting us. And I think um, uh, I, I think things like um, well, the catering business, for instance, although in the summer there's not as much. Um, that's that's a real impact, right? I mean, corporate catering, normally people are, you know, a lot of people might take vacation in the summer, but they're still at their offices in, in the urban environments, just downtown Montreal or Calgary or uh, Toronto. And that's one aspect um, where we just we just don't have that, whereas last year we did have that. So I, that's one thing I'd really highlight is something like the loss of catering that we haven't really talked about before, I don't think, in detail. Um, so that's one of the, the big differences there. Um, not a total surprise. And we're obviously we're thinking about how can we best address that because it's hard to replace that obviously right now but i would say that catering aspect uh, is is a big one and i'd also say that um if you look at the, the impact of the third-party aggregators i mean they continue to um you know they may continue to lose money um every quarter let's say but they continue to market heavily and spend a lot and uh, give away um you know fantastic um uh, delivery offers and 75 percent off or free delivery and things like that to hook customers on it's it's a, it's it's a it's an interesting marketing strategy and all that's just to say it's extremely competitive uh, out there. So we're competing with all our usual people, and you see, I would say, almost more heightened marketing activity from those folks, okay. as well as losing our catering. Okay. And that's, and that's yeah, our so, problem. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Kurt. so Derek, I'll, I'll just add to that. Um, so we definitely did um, we definitely did show improvement um, in the um, Q3 versus Q2, especially in our traditional restaurants. And um, and with our our loss in our non-traditional business, which is you know the 10% that that we've mentioned, right? Especially at Pizza Pizza. So that's where that's where our weakness lies. Uh, we did see you know 
good progression um, during, uh, especially compared to Q2 versus Q3 um, at Pizza Pizza traditional restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess if is this the right way to look at it? I mean, you did have a 10%, so you know, 10% of your non-traditionals are closed. Does that imply that same store sales are roughly flat in your traditional restaurants? Is that the right way to look at it? Uh, for Q, yeah, we just don't break those down. But I mean, from a from a system sales, you could say that, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's a it, with the the closure of stores, it, it impacts same store sales. So. Yeah, it's right, Derek. Too. I think. I don't think you. I, if I, I may have heard you incorrectly, but I think you said 10% of non-traditionals closed, and, and that's not the case, right? I mean, almost all the non-traditionals are closed. It's just in an aggregate, they represent about 10% of our total sales, typically in the past, right? Yeah, uh, no, think, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I meant yeah. Uh, most 10% yeah. of your most of them are. Yeah, right. 10% of sales, but almost, you know, virtually all are, you know, vast, vast, vast majority, and then some of our non-traditionals are just not off, able to operate right now. Yeah, got that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, and and Derek, sorry, just to add to that, then, so our our mixture uh, of our sales channels that that Paul went into, uh, so he he gave a good summary of really the the various channels and 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 um, all the different levers that we push and pull to to create total sales, right? And in a normal uh, recovered period. Um, we we really spread out our risks as far as we don't just depend on delivery or or walk in or so we we do spread out to non traditionals over our 50 plus years right we we managed to spread the risk around but right now our walk in sales really are suffering uh, especially as we open and close dine in yeah. and um, and in, in urban areas as well we we tend to suffer because there's lack of schools there's lack of of businesses, lack of people laid out at night. So so we do find that walk-in business, which historically can be 40% of, of our business at Pizza Pizza, really is is uh, is what we're trying to make up in our delivery and, and our pickup. And you seem to be, and you seem to be um, decently successful at, at picking up some of that anyways. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay, and just just help me understand better. I mean, it's a bit of a better performance at Pizza Seventy Three. Can you just help me understand the dynamic there? Um, yeah, I think I mean obviously the backdrop is a really struggling economy. Um, you know, looking at unemployment and underlying conditions, uh, of course, and um, that still remains the same. But I think things, uh, as I highlighted on the call, like the nine seventy three offer. Um, that, that we've had really resonated well. I mean, we just are, you know, we're 90% delivery out there, right? And, uh, you know, we are a real powerhouse there. So I think that um, where, we get, where we're able to offer that value, that's really continued to resonate, especially with people that are more challenged than ever. So uh, the everyday deal does well. It always has been a great, great uh, thing for us to rely on. And uh, the 973, um, and I'm not sure if there's anything else Kurt would add to that, but I would just say the value focus and the delivery focus has been, Know, similarly helpful out there. Yeah, just overall the results there are are the fact that the difference in sort of the true pure walk-in is is a ten percent to twelve percent versus a a forty percent right. at pizza pizza. So there's there's less to make up. Okay. Yeah, but likewise out there, yeah, and but likewise out there, we also do lose, you know, the school, the school effect hurts, right? Not having the catering and, and things like that. So we're, you know, conscious of that, and we're saying, okay, what can we control, and what can we do to offset that as we go through the year? Okay, that's uh, it makes perfect sense. Um, maybe just talk about the big drivers behind the increase in in, in check, and I, I didn't quite catch if it was at both banners. Yeah. So, um, sorry, Paul, you can. Just, but I'll just give like the overall. Uh, so, again, our our delivery business has increased significantly, and the delivery in general has a much higher average check than our walk-in business. So, okay. think slice versus versus you know a, a meal for a family. So, our ticket is is up 
with our traffic down significantly, yeah. right? So okay, is that the question? Yep, that's exactly exactly it. Yeah. Uh, um, I was also wondering if we should be uh, reading anything into the dividend hike in, in terms of signaling, um, you know, your confidence in the business. And, and Kurt, maybe you could just explain the jump in, in the in the cash despite the drop in, in same store sales. Yeah, so um, the um, Q3 and Q4, uh, Paul mentioned uh, that our these are our stronger sales quarters compared to for Q1 and Q2, right? So um, when it, whenever we adjusted and whenever the pandemic hit, uh, uh, we our company uh, and, and the board decreased our dividend uh, by an estimated 30% because at the time no one knew what was ahead. And uh, and so um, what we're seeing now is even though the same store sales growth is is down, uh, we're seeing us us uh, move back to you know a um, a more normal level. A 74% payout ratio is, is is just not something that that we uh, would target. You know we're always targeting 100% uh, payout ratio. So we've been fortunate to have strong delivery. Uh, and 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 thank God for that. So uh, it's um, it's it's been a, a lifesaver. So now we're giving back uh, and resetting the dividend, and we'll continue monitoring that very closely. Our board, as you know, uh, over the years, our board's always been very conservative. So um, we we do uh, uh, like to see a consistent dividend. Uh, we do feel strongly in in our ten uh, percent. And um, we'll keep a close eye on it and and try to um, to recover the rest of that walk-in sales. Okay, that's fair. And um, and maybe just one uh, one actual final one for me is um, maybe just talk about uh, some of the successes you're you're seeing from. You, you mentioned some of them on the call on in your prepared remarks, Paul. But you know some of the success you're seeing from the digital initiatives and, and more specifically, I'm, I'm curious about the, um, the AI aspect of, of, of everything. Right. Okay. Well, I think that, you know, we just continue to invest heavily in the digital initiatives. Um, and I, you know, I think, they, you know, we're really big last year, right. With the, the new websites and new apps. And I think they've been very well received and we're seeing, it's just, it's just a so much faster and slicker experience. So that's, that's done, but we continue to, look for ways to enhance things. So, you know, we put in the contactless, for instance, um, we are bolstering our loyalty as well and thinking about how we can actually um, uh, get more loyalty. We've, we've, for some time, we have had the ability to sign, have people sign up on any channel as well, which is pretty unique in industry as well. So we're doing that. Um, I, I think there's still more for us to do there. So we look to innovate even more. We are also using I would just say more tools um, that are readily available, that, uh, such as just automated intelligent email blasts that are more intelligently um, uh, distributed um, and more relevant messaging to people that are targeted based on what they, uh, what they actually like to buy and what they have bought in the past and things. So there's just a lot more intelligence behind the scenes uh, based on our data analytics and our business intelligence that we do internally. And so there's that piece there, a lot of which is using digital tools, uh, but it's more to do the analysis and come up with sort of better, more targeted approaches, I guess you could say. Also, a lot more use of social media. Um, we, we do have, you know, although we do everything in-house, we do partner with uh, some some sort of smaller boutique uh, digital strategist type agencies that are very, very good at specific social media strategies, uh, whether it's Twitter or increasingly something like TikTok, Snapchat, even, um, you know, some of those channels that, uh, and Instagram where I think you'll see us have a greater presence over time uh, based on uh, you know, some of the recommendations and input we get from folks like that. So there's, there's, there's a lot going on there. And on the AI side, I mean, we, um, we still think that we've really only scratched the surface there. Uh, we've done quite a bit of testing with the, our inbound queue where people have kind of a, an automated uh, robot answering. They can walk you through the order and it's got some intelligence in it, some AI. Um, but I think there's still more work to be done there. And we do expect to do more uh, next year uh, on, on that front. That, that I think will assist the business uh, overall. Perfect. Well, that's that's all for me. Good luck, uh, everybody, in uh, in navigating. It's a it's a tough environment for for sure. And uh, um, stay safe.
Thank you. You too, Eric. Derek, really appreciate it, Derek. Thanks, Derek. We do have another question from Ed Fullback of Spartan uh, Funds. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Yeah, just on uh, on on that same topic. Like, I find the app is a little difficult to use, and <clears throat> I know I was signed up and I was getting emails, and now I'm not getting the emails, and I just find uh, the whole marketing is kind of like. Like, I don't know, it doesn't really grab me. It's not simple. It's like the app is difficult to use. Is there initiatives to, you know, I don't know why I'm not getting the emails now. Like I was getting them. I ordered a bunch of times. But if you don't get the emails, you don't, it's not top of mind. You don't tend to order. Like what, what are you guys doing in that area? Okay, I can speak to that a little bit. I and mean, I think that um, certainly if you're having trouble, I apologize because that should not be happening if you are a registered customer. And you did often. I'm, I'm, um, I'm just saying it's it's not it's not the yeah. simplest app. Like you put an order in, and then it's not what you want, and you have to. I don't know. I just it just I find it I find it not 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 the cleanest app. That's all. Okay. Yeah. No, I appreciate the feedback. I mean, we are continuously iterating um, the the app quite a bit. I mean, obviously we have major releases and minor ones, and we are you know you wouldn't believe the amount of customer feedback we get versus you know on digital channels and otherwise on all of our whether it's the call lines or or the app. But I mean, keep yeah. in mind, you know, if you're having that trouble, we've got to, in our view, we have to be the best of the best. So in our view is the fewest clicks, the fastest experience, the most easy. Um, and we, we won awards for this stuff, right? I mean, recently, we, you know, and so um, I do think that most customers aren't having that experience relative to some other sort of low budget pizza apps that aren't secure, uh, where they, people can't rely on their uh, credit card to be securely stored, for instance. Um, we, we really have a leadership position. I think the market in general and customers see us as uh, a very safe, fast app relative to most of our competitors um, that we see of any QSR. So, I mean, I look to some of the third-party um, uh, apps that I think have, you know, obviously massive magnitudes of, of dollars of, of uh, orders of magnitude of higher budgets. Um, and to me, I mean, they have their shortcomings, but those are slick, fast apps. And are, you'll, I think you'll start to see, I apologize if you haven't seen that gap narrow yet, but you will. Um, and already with contactless delivery, um, and pay in advance and tip in advance and contactless. I mean, we are already very much emulating that effect. And customers are, you know, are voting with their feet. We can see people that have converted to to our iPad app or our our iPhone app or our, or our website, and um, they are adding on more now because the food's very visible. It's quicker, and we've got a lot of more intelligence and personalization built into those those um, channels. So. Um, you know, I, I guess that most people are finding them very, very fast and quick. And our overall marketing strategy, um, you know, what we're seeing, despite the pandemic, is that we're outpacing most of our competitors, right? I mean, we're talking value, probably number one, but we're also talking quality, innovation, alternative crust, keto, et cetera. So I think we're actually a real leader in really shaking up QSR in Canada with the, the approach that we're taking. Yeah, I, I guess to be specific, one of the uh, issues I find, say if I take one of the specials, and it puts you in a box, like you get two toppings, and then if you want to add a third or, you know, it's it's not really flexible. Like I would be like, okay, I'll give me the extra topping, I'll pay the 50 cents or whatever, you know, and and, and then it kind of locks you in and just, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe, I've, maybe just me. But, uh, um, oh, yeah, I'm happy to walk you through that, but actually it's designed to actually provide total flexibility, so I'm surprised because we want, believe okay. it or not, as many toppings as you want. So, But honestly, we could help you through that because and it shouldn't be, um, you shouldn't be frustrated. I, I think that we've put a lot of time and effort to make it so that you can customize your own. You can remember it. It remembers your last five orders. Um, you yeah, know, I know. I've seen perfect. that. Like so, it remembers your orders, and that that's cool. But uh, and it remembers yeah, your. So it should. Yeah. And it, and it remembers so it like where, where you go to pick it up or whatever. That's cool. So um, it's uh, well, maybe we can handle it offline. Like, because I'd like to know more about how that works. Um, sure. And like, like sure, I said, I, 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 I still, I like I go through my junk mail. I just. I'm like, I'm wondering, like, how come I'm not getting the, you know, I don't want to blast every day, but how come I'm not getting marketing blasts anymore? Like, it just, uh, it's kind of a mystery to me. But um, anyways. Um, yeah, you know, no I, should have been you know, dropped. I, mean, you know, be I know how important that is nowadays, all that stuff, right? But, uh, yeah. No, absolutely. We'd want you to get them. And believe me, if, you're, uh, if you opted in, we, we will certainly make sure that you do get those. And they should okay. continue. There's no reason why they should have stopped. Uh, what's, okay. We haven't okay. heard that happen uh, with other people, so. Okay. But thanks for um, thanks for letting us know. I appreciate that input very much. There are no further questions at this time. I will turn the call back over to Christine De Silva for closing remarks. Okay. Thank you everyone for joining us on the call.
If you have any questions after this call, please feel free to contact us. Our information is on our website and on the earnings press release. Thank you very much. Have a good evening and stay safe and healthy. This concludes today's conference call. Thank you for your participation. You may now disconnect. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.